on last week's Irrevelations. Wink, wink. Be gentle with my young son, Absalom, for my sake. So Absalom is just hanging in the tree by his beautiful, luscious f***ing hair. And for whatever reason, he's just content. Ten of Joab's armor bearers come up and each stab him and then kill him. Like, your dad's just like, have you ever tried to f*** your mom? I know you're trying to curry favor by being the messenger and getting close with David, but this is not good news. That's why I sent the black guy. If it's one guy, he has news. It's actually two guys. If it's two guys, he must have news like, ah, yeah. And then all the troops of Judah and half the troops of Israel had taken the king over. So, boom, he's back in business, baby. Before we turn to the world, I would like to... I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. All I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America. Death in the Bible for killing innocent souls are in hell now burning now. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. God, the world's going fucking maniac. Uh, So... uh... This will be a little time capsule episode. We are in the midst of plague. Yeah. Coronavirus. I think we're going to be for a little bit, too. So You think so? How long do you think this is going to last? Let's, Let's record it. Today is the 22nd we're recording. Well, with any luck, as far as of I'm March. concerned, it'll last right up till the end. So I just <laughs> <laughs> to the end. I'm hoping that China and Russia get just fucking wiped out, and they're like, "Oh, the only way we can stop America is if we nuke them preemptively." Exactly. No, and they won't realize that we're already dead. I want to die in a nuke. I'd rather die in a nuke than from a pandemic, right? Yeah, I Quick, would think so. Clean, uh, um, auto cremated. You you, you hear the air raid siren. The, the, you you hear the the de- de- deprecated de- deprecated air raid sirens going off. Like you have two minutes before the nukes hit. What do you do with those last two minutes? Ooh, probably shoot myself. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fire me. I quit. Um, exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I sure shit. I don't know what I would do. Probably just just whatever's going on in my life. I just drop trial and jerk. Yeah, get Just, one I last one off. I want to die wrecked. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think would I you, could make that. Time would you line. edge? Would you? Okay, let's let's, <laughs> I'm edge let's, let's I'm just say like, that. Yeah, I'm saving this. Let's say that it's a 15 minute warning that you have, not okay. just two minutes. So you got time okay. to get off. Would you right. actually try and nut and then sit there in your shame waiting for the explosion, or would you just get as close as you can and ride the fucking ride the edge right into the explosion? Sort of come uh, with the with the <laughs> nuclear. Device right off. <laughs> we, me and the planet climax together. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Awesome. That'd be pretty good. That'd be pretty uh, top tier, I guess. Yeah, that's what I would aim for. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's chaos. I, yeah, I, it's really. I, I hope everyone. I hope all of our listeners uh, out there are faithfully spreading coronavirus for us. Though I've been thinking about right. you know how we've wanted to have like a death cult, right? Well, Always. I did. Uh, yeah, and I was thinking that. We could just sort of do the ISIS thing and like co-opt coronavirus and claim it. Mm-hmm. 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 That would be pretty funny. 
like if we put the Revelations logo onto everything coronavirus related. Like right. everyone's trying to claim that it's not theirs, right? The Chinese are like, no, no, so no. Thinking, this is right. There's a vacuum, a power vacuum, where we, an online cult with a, uh, a with a modest following, could get on and just sort of take it, take the reins, like Shabrikio would... did. But they actually did release poison gas. But anyway, you right. know what I mean. <laughs> Right, 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 right. I just want Donald Trump to call it the a revelations virus. You know. Yeah. Exactly. That's be, what I'm saying. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, I have personally always fantasized about some kind of twelve monkeys at the stand. Yeah. Uh end of days fucking pandemic. And uh I'll be honest with you, uh living through one now, I just wish there was uh more supplies at the local target. The <laughs> the hoarding is especially annoying. Oh, God. I don't get it. Yeah. They're um, going all out. Like, I don't think I've even seen hoarding on this level during, like, a hurricane. No. Like, it's funny, uh, too, because, like... Here in Central Florida. We normally see gas whenever there's a hurricane coming in. Uh, right. Because Harvey was... Harvey didn't even come close to hitting us. I mean, we got a little bit of rain from it, but no right. damage. And during Harvey, there was a problem with ambulances not being able to get gas to respond to... Like emergencies because <laughs> every funny. gas station was empty, and it's like, yeah. well, no one even fucking left though. I mean, we're insane. Like, uh, I'm pretty far away from the coast here. <laughs> we're not. Yeah. You don't need to drive anywhere. But because this is a shelter in place type situation, it's been funny because all the gas is here. But of course, you know, toilet where are you gonna paper, go? Potatoes, <laughs> onions, all the stuff yeah. that's just kind of nice to have, but I don't need. I guess is gone. Yeah. Right. Oh, you have a bunch of gas in your tank just sitting there while you can't go anywhere? Yeah. I don't know. People it's are fucking shit. idiots. Including yeah. anyone listening to this, by the way. For sure, for sure. Special. Although, if ever... I mean, we're at the tail end of our podcast, technically. Like, this is our most recent episode. So if you're hearing this now, it's not like you can, like, binge. Uh, but uh, uh, If you're hearing this as it comes out in the midst of this uh, virus. But if there was ever a time to just sit down and listen to, like, 200 fucking hours of content... <laughs> about the bible now is the time yeah well we only have about 110 hours but yeah close enough really close enough yeah we crashed we crossed 100 hours uh not long ago just listen to it twice oh true yeah (laughs) it's uh it's that good good yeah in these times of crisis it's nice to have the bible that we provide yeah, uh, a, a message of light in the dark, I think, is the best way of I'm trying it. to say, who do you think is handling the virus worse? Anti-vaxxers or prey away the virusers? I, I feel like those two are pretty much the same group of people in a Both lot of Both doing basically nothing. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, they're the same people, too. So it's like, oh. like the Venn diagram is close to being a circle on this one, you know? Mm, mm, like, mm. just one circle. Okay. <laughs> Right? Like, isn't anti-vaxxers always about praying? I, I think there's... No, no. I guess no, there's no. I, I guess there's a lot of prey people who aren't anti-vax, but there's not a lot of anti-vax people See, who are See, I think prey. it might actually be the opposite. I think anti-vaxxers consider themselves scientists, but they're fucking stupid. No, and but they're like Christian scientists. No, not always, not always. Mm. There's plenty of, like... I, I don't think it's a, like Alex a straight Jones correlation. Fans, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's just people who generally... 
distrust the government, the the FDA, and like scientists and corporations and shit like that. I, I don't think there's necessarily an exact correlation to people who think that God is somehow for or against uh, a, a global pandemic. Sure, sure. Well, I definitely don't think it'll be either of those groups' fault. Uh, I think it's probably going to come down just like uh, our disastrous primary election. It's probably going to come down to young people fucking this one up. But it's also because we told all of them, "Oh, you'll be safe." So they're still uh, out at bars. And Zoomer's going to zoom. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder who. All right, so let's let's take a moment. We're in the midst of coronavirus. Uh, we got to have someone to blame for the eventual Joe uh, Biden apocalypse. <laughs> Joe, Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden's up there. He's, uh, hey, have you noticed? This is going to age poorly because, you know, everything's going to change even by the time I release this. But uh, he's, like, disappeared during this whole thing. Have you noticed that? Yeah, Plus, I haven't heard from him. A lot of nasty speculation and rumors going around. About he <laughs> uh, I heard he's getting one last pizza party in, is what I heard. <laughs> oh, uh, God. Do we, uh, uh, do you think it's the end of times? Yeah. Is this how we go? Well, if all the old people die, are we all just going to have to become pedophiles? <laughs> Who's going to rape have all these thought? kids? With- no, I mean like that's the only people that are going to be left. So if you're oh, one of the, if you're one of the like older people that's left alive, and everyone around's kids, you got to have sex. Uh see, I think that the uh, virus might kill all the children, and then it will wipe out pedophilia for a couple of years. For a, for a couple of years, you know, when everyone under eight and everyone over fifty dies, and it's just a bunch of like legally adult people fucking so the, each other. So yeah. the virus is like that guy that went to Comet Ping Pong and started shooting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's like it's like it's yes, solved pedophilia. Yeah, yes, there's no more elephants, but there's also no more cruelty to elephants. It's, it's not hurting kids, though, I thought. I thought kids were safe. Uh, who knows? I, I, I the, the news is so fucking confusing. I don't yeah. even know anymore. I heard that it was only affecting old people, but now it's like, oh, well, if it gets in, it like ruptures your aphelial lining in your lungs, and it's killing like a 17-year-old just died. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. Fuck, I didn't know that. I don't know. I'll just tell you this. I'm glad I own some fucking chickens, and I'm just eating. Ah, oh, jealous. Eight eggs a day, baby. I got enough protein to last me a nuclear fucking winter. I'm I'm finally okay admitting that I'm jealous of you, especially yeah, with the situation geez. where like I t- I'm like oh I'll just start uh, having all my groceries delivered. It's gonna be fine. And they're like all right, next available grocery delivery time is about a week out. So, oof. I don't know. Yeah, I have to I, probably uh, go. I, this this is a, this is an odd tangent, but I own chickens and uh, I love them. I uh, I went to the store Publix down the road and. Uh, they limit one dozen eggs per person, and they were still completely sold out. But I was like, man, 50 pounds of fucking chick feed is like 12 bucks. I'm going to last forever. Yeah, yeah. That is pretty nice. This is the one time that it would be good to have chickens, I think. Everyone, any I, other I time, hope, it's just annoying, it feels like. <laughs> I don't often get wholesome, but I hope that everyone takes this moment to get real into permaculture like I do. So everyone get a vegetable garden. Everyone get a fruit forest. Hey, we got a veggie garden. Chickens. The squirrels are eating it, though, so it's going to be open season on those fuckers pretty soon. Yeah, there's your protein. There's your protein. <laughs> <laughs> oh, eat the squirrels. Yeah. Do like a little right. shish kebab situation. With, we got some kale back there. Yeah. Man, gotta, people are gotta do whatever loving, we can to survive. They're loving this talk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, this is relatable Yeah. to you fucking demonic scum that are left listening to this shit after the Yeah, rapture. why are you listening yeah. to us when the world's ending? Anyways... Uh, if you were wondering, this is the Irrevelations podcast. We're the podcast out here reading the Bible so that you don't have to, even in the midst of a worldwide crisis. Wow, right? Yeah, not, we don't, not dropping the ball. 
We just like all the televangelists telling you to fucking give them your money. Did you see that? Did you see? Did you see that recent one? Yeah, yeah. He said, Uh, "I don't care. I don't care if you're not making money. Uh, You have to keep tithing." The guy's badass. Kenneth Copeland, uh, demonic piece of shit. You mean hustle master? Huh? I said, "You mean hustle master." Hustle master, you're getting that side hustle, bitch. Uh, was like, oh, yeah, whatever you do. Yes, you might have lost your job to coronavirus. Yes, you might be laid off. Don't you stop tithing. Yeah. Don't you stop yes. sending that money. And then he was like, yeah. And you're like, well, what if I um, what if I can't make it in a church? He's like, fucking just Venmo me. Uh, get on my email. <laughs> <laughs> I got that PayPal. Is, that fucking rocks, dude. <laughs> just make sure you give me your money, whatever, you know. Um so we're obviously better than that guy because yeah, yeah. we don't make any fucking money doing this. We're just, uh, I feel like we're slightly better dressed homeless street preachers. Slightly. Exactly. If you uh, do send us money, we're just going to spend it on bottled water, which we're going to pour out and throw the plastic bottles into the street. So don't, exactly. don't send us any money I'm, ever. I, if you give me money, I will only do it so that I can uh, swap out cocaine for heroin and junkies so okay. that both of them OD. Oh, that actually yeah. does make a lot of sense. I just like it. really dark pranks. It's not even an anti-drug thing. I just, I just think sure. that. Sure. <laughs> uh, uh, well, anyways, so we're reading the Bible today. This is the big episode seven eight seventy eight. We are in again the book of Second Samuel. But you know what? Not for much longer. This has been a long Second Samuel run, right? I think episode seventy yeah, is when we started. Yeah. So this is like the ninth episode in here. There's a lot. There's a lot to talk about. David's a very uh, annoying figure in the Bible. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I dislike him intensely. Um, uh, I, there's a lot to lot to talk about. Uh, I think we've got uh, one more episode after this before we wrap up. Sounds right. Um, so uh, we're picking up. If you have lost your place in the Bible, in chapter twenty of Second Samuel. Now, if you remember, quick recap, sort of. The last thing that happened was David had returned to Jerusalem in the wake of Absalom's uh, great betrayal, right? His son Absalom, who eventually was mm-hmm. killed when his own stupid hair got caught in a tree and people stabbed the shit out of him. I mean, yeah. a lot of there was. Do you remember that there was like thirteen stabs? Yeah, they uh, they, they they ran him. It's, it's like people that don't understand pinatas, like when they just give up Ooh, on it. And they're yeah, like, no, 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 just just hold it still, and we're gonna stab this fucking thing. You're like, this is the worst quinceanera ever. <laughs> this is not how this works, guys. Guys, give the fucking pinata a chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just trying to think. When you're talking about ten full size spears going into a dude, like you're mm-hmm. running out of, you gotta like be very conscious of where you're putting it at that point. Like, right. there's so. So many fucking. That's a lot. And I feel of space like spears are only, especially for someone hanging, where everything's going to kind of flail and rebound. You got to go for the torso. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, no. Like, It'll, like I'm not going to be like, ha ha ha! I stabbed him in the elbow. Like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. What kind of sharpening technology do you think these guys had? It's a lot I mean, of hacking action. These are not. But I'm saying that these things probably aren't that sharp either. You know, I mean, they've spears. been running around in the, in right. the wilderness fighting with them. They're probably dull right. a little bit. So it's going to probably take a couple tries to break the skin anyway uh, yeah i mean i'm a i'm much much more fan of like an african machete Ooh, situation yeah. you know yeah, yeah, where yeah. you're like well bring me the child and you just cut off his hand you know <laughs> yeah definitely so anyways absalom's dead and uh 
David's back on the throne. He got all his little minions back in line, right? Uh, especially the yeah. tribe of Judah, who is kind of like his benefactors yeah. here. He, he had that minor scandal. He's back in power. I wonder what's going to happen next. Okay, so chapter 20, verse 1. Now a troublemaker named Sheba was rebelling. <laughs> <laughs> so we're yeah, sure, here's where we're opening up is the next chapter. As soon as things are cleared up for David, shit's popping off again. I mean, yeah. instantly. I mean, honestly, David, you need to fucking leash your bitch. Yeah, all and of that them. bitch is Israel. <laughs> the entire country. Yeah, get them under heel for real. Um, yeah. It's crazy. It doesn't tell us how much time has passed, but it literally flows directly from kind of the conclusion of the Absalom Rebellion straight into now Sheba, son of Bikri, a Benjamite, uh, who is doing the same thing. So the guy, uh, Sheba... Again, a Benjamite, so of the same tribe as Saul, already questionable character. Probably a rapist. Sheba says, We have no share in David, no part in Jesse's son. Every man to his tent, Israel. Now, I know that that probably means get ready for war, right, I guess? Right. But to me, it just sounds like social distancing in this day and age. Yeah. You know, He's go to your like, tent. man... Well, I mean, maybe it's like a civil disobedience, you know? You're like, all right, everybody, let's uh, all just go home, take our fucking spears and our swords and just ditch this asshole yeah but that's like your house right i was assuming did did you have anything that that broke down what that meant no no but i think i think these people live in houses but they wore in tents is my understanding you know oh here we go the proverbial expression may have had its foundation in the fact that many israelite peasantry adhered to the custom of patriarchs who tilled the land and yet lived in tents this was the usual watchword of nat- national insurrection. Okay, so he's like stirring up the rabble. That's mm. what that would mean. Um, Those fucking rabble. Yeah. I hate rabble. Fucking hate him. I, <sighs> I, it, what you got to do is you got to engage. What David needs to do is he needs to engage the police. He needs to beat them unconscious. He needs to like strip a girl naked and throw her off a bridge into the fucking Hong Kong Bay. Just well, yeah. keep them down. Yeah, he needs like a, a, a scab. Right? Is that what they call mm. like union scabs? Guys to break the picket line. <laughs> I don't think uh, those aren't called scabs. They're they're literally called like a. That's what that there's is. a term from. No, a scab is someone that takes their job, but the people that actually show up and beat the people in submission and tell them to get their ass oh, back you, to work. You're talking about the the enforcers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, brute the squad. enforcer class. Because okay. uh, you you break up a fucking union when you tell them to get back to work. You just hire scabs when you don't really care. Okay. Not that Anyways, I'm an expert I, in beating up the working class. <laughs> sure. So um, basically it says at this point, all the men of Israel deserted David. Uh, they listened to Sheba. Doesn't tell us why, right? Is there any fucking reasoning beside, behind why Sheba would be listened to? I mean, I think reading between the lines, uh, there's a corrupt leader who just likes cheating on his many wives and using his power to sort of uh, bend the rules for his uh, children, you know? Sure. And here's this Sheba guy, this old Jew, who's like, what we need is some kind of fucking revolution, a political revolution. And what we really need is armed rebellion. Okay. Um, yeah, that's right. I can see that, that that's, I think, subtext, right? Because David has been a piece of shit. But let's take this into the minds of like people who like the Bible. What the fuck is their reason <laughs> for him doing this? Like, why? Well, there's I mean, no explanation. I've actually been reading, I wish I could remember the website, but I was reading this, uh, like, explaining the Bible from, like, the point of view of, like, a priest. 
And yeah. it's such apologetic, worst possible take bullshit where everyone who's not David is objectively evil and all their actions are just like, oh, well, he just, he just, Sheba just wanted power for power's sake and he hates God. And that's why he does that shit, you know? Yeah, even though there's no source for that, obviously. Nothing about that. Nothing about the story says that. On paper, Sheba is just basically being like, why should we serve David and essentially the house of Judah when we don't really gain any benefit from it? You know. Yeah. I think it's interesting how David eventually gets back to him on this one. But uh, so here's what we find out is that David uh, goes back to Jerusalem. He's back in his, his, his fucking big palace and goes to those 10 concubines. Now, these are the concubines who stayed in Jerusalem while he was on the lamb. Running well, he Absalom. left them in Jerusalem. Yeah, sure. That were left in Jerusalem that also fucked his boy. So these are the mm-hmm. concubines that all... S- got smashed by Absalom on the roof in front of the view of the whole population. So they're kind right. of famous. <laughs> <laughs> These, uh, they, they, they had a pretty raucous sex tape. Yeah, the very first fappening. <laughs> so. I mean, it's kind of... So So Sheba is arming a rebellion and basically saying David doesn't care about the rest of us. David returns to Jerusalem, and the first thing he does is take his ten concubines, who he essentially left as bait, yeah. and who were then... Effective bait. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, effective bait. Good bait. Um, not going to knock the effectiveness of bait. But um, he literally left them to mind his house. Like, hey, I'm fleeing from my murderous son. Uh, you guys stick around. You just stay here. See what happens. Um, they were raped. Uh, there's no other way to look at it. Absalom was like, oh, hey, at the, com- at the command of my advisors, I'm going to fuck you on top of a roof. Yeah. And then so he comes home. His wives that he ditched have now been raped, and he's like, mm, what do I do with you? I'm going to lock you away. And realize this is in the middle of an insurrection by Sheba, and this is his yeah. number one concern, is taking the women that, air quotes, shamed him and throwing them into a dungeon where they will, well, not a dungeon, but into, like, widow housing, where they're, like, set aside and going to just mourn the rest of their which lives, is, I guess. Which is a go-to move. It's essentially what he did to Michael, you know? Uh, yeah. Where he was like, hey, I'm not going to fuck you anymore, but I also don't want anyone else to fuck you. So yeah, your husband just, can't have you anymore. Just going to lock you away. Just keep you nice and secure. It's like it's like those kids that they're like, oh, I, I don't want to play with this toy anymore. And your mom's like, why don't you like send to Goodwill and let someone else have a fun time? He's like, no. Yeah. Those are my toys. I'd rather them rot in the attic for a decade than anyone else play with them. Absolutely. Once again, the Bible is a masterclass in selfishness and misogyny, as we've come In this to instance, those toys are like the Toy Story toys, where they have thoughts and feelings and emotions. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird that it's easier, it's, really to re- it's easier to relate to the toys in Toy Story than these actual women who are being... <laughs> <laughs> and they're the ones in that uh, one cut of Toy Story 3, where they all get burned up. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> good, good shit. All right. Anyway, uh, moving on. Continuing. Uh, now that he's dealt with the pressing matters at hand and locked away his wives, uh, <laughs> he tells Amasa, his new lady of the general that he put over Joab, hey, get an army. Uh, we're going to have another little Mideastern civil war like we like to do. Yeah. Interesting and, fact, uh, by the way. Amasa is an Ishmaelite. Amasa Where? is an Ishmaelite? Where's that context? Yeah. Where'd you get that? Um, it, I went back and found him mentioned earlier. Um, he's an Ishmaelite. So I remember, I remember it mentioned him when he was, uh, oh, what was that? Uh, Absalom's general, it, it mentioned his heritage, but I don't remember. Yeah. He was, ma- he was made the captain of, uh, 
Absalom's army in place of Joab. I just don't remember. Uh, his don't remember. Uh, his he was the son of a man named Ithra who was an, an uh, Israel. Oh, an Israelite. Where yeah. did I read Ishmaelite? I thought I read Ishmaelite somewhere. Do you want to just cut it, or are we moving on? No, that's fine. I can own my mistakes. Okay, so Amasa is just... Why would it say he's an Israelite? That's why I misread it, because that doesn't mean shit to us. They're all Israelites. Everyone's a fucking Israelite, idiots. Yeah, Good job, dumbasses. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm not the, I'm not the idiot here. Yeah. <laughs> tricked by... Literally, I can't believe I was tricked by what they literally stated. <laughs> my literacy okay. has tripped me up again. Yeah, it happens to good people sometimes. So anyways, uh, David sends this man, Amasa, an Israelite, out to summon the tribe of Judah to get them together. He says, I need them in three days. Bring yourself and the and the uh, J- tribe of Judah here. We're going to be ready to basically go to war with Sheba, right? But then it tells us that he went out and took longer than the king set out for him. So he was supposed to do this really quick. But he kind of goes AWOL, right? They're, the dude's missing. Yeah. Uh, Which is... There's is no additional context, his... but... No. So we have to kind of assume, is it because he just took long? Because sometimes that shit happens, you know? Round, rounding up an entire tribe of Israelites sounds like a lot of work. So It, 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 it seems interesting. I think there's a couple of things we can take from it. And I, this is just context or, or uh, conjecture. I have no fucking clue. It doesn't state it. But sure. Amasa is not a Judean. Joab and his boys are. And yeah. Joab and his boys have their own army, sort of just ready to go, their own retinue. So basically, Amasa is now in charge of, quote-unquote, Israel. That's when he, when he took the job, he was in charge of Israel. Yeah. And now Israel has essentially abandoned David. So Amasa's only in charge of a bunch of Judeans, of which he's not one of them, and also waged war against them personally a little while ago. That's true, when he was under Absalom. So, so I, I could almost see that, like, hey, this fucking piece of shit that we just fought is coming over here and telling us we have to, like, round up for a, yet another war. I don't know. Fuck yeah. this guy. And they're having, like, a Scooby-Doo-style scene where, like, he's running after him, and then they're running out of this <laughs> door and then out of the other door and all over the place. It's a lot of fun. It's goofy antics. Um, so then David goes to Abishai, and he says, no, you remember Abishai. Abishai is the uh, brother of Joab. And mm-hmm. that other dude that got killed by Abner, whatever his mm-hmm. name was. He's forgotten to history already. Uh, yeah, fuck him. He's one of the brothers, though, of those super evil guys. And David says to him, listen, uh, this guy is going to do more harm to us than, than Absalom. Like, this is serious, right? Like, he was my kid. I wasn't that worried about it. Now I'm kind of on edge. So he says, take all my guys. Let's go after him uh, before he has a time to, like, fortify himself. We need to crush this insurrection ASAP, right? You don't let this shit fester. It'll grow. It'll kill you eventually. Yeah. Seems like Israel just does not like David. No. For some reason. I don't know no. what that's about. Yeah. Like, he treats everyone so well. It doesn't make sense. And I, I, I've read a lot of context about how will It's really infuriating, and I haven't read Solomon's story at all yet. I, mean, I, I never mm-hmm. read ahead, really. Uh, but uh, when I was reading... The, some concordance about this section and David's reign and all that shit. Uh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of comparisons between David and Solomon's kingship. And David, according to the Bible, was a much better king than Solomon. But 
which is absurd because David's entire reign is just filled with rebellion and scandal and people that fucked him over, whereas Solomon was kind of was just like a good dude. So we'll, we'll get to that more later, I guess. I, I don't really know the story yet to, to comment on it. But, okay. Yeah, but it'll be just, fun kind of looking back once we're into Solomon's But ju- just, just going forward, one of the things I read that confused the absolute shit out of me was them being like David, who uh, the Bible just fucking loves on and will be held in high regard, whereas Solomon kind of just has his brief story that isn't really referenced ever again. Yeah, David fucking sucks. Okay, so even though David sent Abishai out, what we're told then is that Joab's men uh, went out with all the Kerithites and Pelethites and basically all the all the people that were still under David's uh, rule, all the people that were still loyal to him. Joab is going out leading them with Abishai, the two bros. Um, so they march from Jerusalem straight out after Sheba in hot pursuit. It's going to get nasty here, folks. So they come up to this rock in Gibeon, a place we've mentioned a few times, and there's Amasa, and Joab goes out to meet him wearing his full military regalia, right? He's strapped up. He's got the dagger on him. He's got his his tunic. um, He's got his fancy belt on. And it says, as he walks up with this dagger in its sheath, it drops out of its sheath. Yeah, I I, I think the context is it like falls out like on accident. That's sort of my interpretation of that text. That they see Amasa and, and uh, Joab's like, "Oh shit, it's Amasa!" You know me, the guy that just stole my fucking job. Uh, yeah. And as he's walking, his sword falls out, and he goes to pick up the sword. Like, "Oh yeah, why do I have your sword in your hand?" Oh, it just fell out. And then uh, with the sword still see. in his hand, he goes okay. to greet Amasa. Okay, so yeah, he goes up to give Amasa a little, just a little good boy peck on the cheek. You know, like you do with your guys when you meet up. Uh, but he, it says he grabs him by his beard to kiss him. I, I guess that's common. I don't know. I don't know. That's a that's a fucking manly way to greet it, a, a bro. You just grab yeah. him by his big scruffy beard and be like, give me a shit. fucking kiss. Yeah. yeah. Let's bring that one back. I'm going to have to grow a beard. Um, okay. So grabs his beard, kisses him. But then it says that uh, Amasa is not wary of what uh, Joab's up to and doesn't realize that uh, there's a dagger in his hand that's now into Amasa's belly. <laughs> so <laughs> he, uses, he uses the kissing opportunity to stab Amasa in the stomach and letting his guts and intestines spill out onto the ground, it says. Stab this him is one like, time. Yeah. I mean, we've seen this is like uh, the second main instance where Joab is just a sneaky son of a bitch. Uh, oh, yeah. It's the same way he killed Abner. Is like, oh, hey, bro, what's up? Just wanted to hang out and uh, fucking stab, 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 stab. This is the prison shank equivalent of a military coup. And he is the, I mean, he's straight up. This is his job for David. Make no mistake. Right. This is not, he's not a fucking general. He's a goddamn assassin. Yeah. Um, he's the deep state. Yeah. Like, this is, this is pretty clear that every time David needs a fixer of the kill people variety, Joab's your boy. Yep. It's, it's. Because we never hear anything about his like his uh, military tactic prowess, right? That never gets mentioned. I mean, we know he's a general, but it doesn't like say, "Oh, he did this really smart maneuver." No, he's always just doing <laughs> fucked up shit. The only maneuver we've heard about is when David's like, "Hey, would you kill this uh, Uriah guy?" And Job's like, yeah. "I know just the fucking shit, baby." <laughs> oh, I know how to get troops killed. To count on it. <laughs> that's my job. Uh, but here's the thing about Joab: he doesn't even kill Amasa. He just slices him open. Amasa's intestines spill out, and Job's yeah. like, "Well, problem solved. Wipe my hands. I got a war to win." And then fucking runs off. Well, it probably smelled bad. So. Oh yeah, I mean, I imagine. 
how do you stab yeah, the belly without opening up the fucking intestines and just spilling uh, poop everywhere? Yeah. Like half-made poop, too. But it's the point is is that Amasa's poop. not dead. He's just on the side of the road with his intestines everywhere, screaming, sobbing, uh, wailing in that's, his own blood. I don't know if – is he still alive? Because here in uh, verse 10 it says, without being stabbed again, Amasa died. So I think he was – I think he's a corpse now. Where do you see he's dead? I didn't see that line. Which, it's, which, the, it's right kind of in the middle of verse 10. And his entrails poured onto the ground, and oh, thus he died. Okay, because yeah. in the next line, it says instantly. that it says that, but Amasa wallowed in his blood in the middle of the highway. So, how do you wallow when you're dead? Let's yeah, let's say that when the, let's assume that when they said he died, it just meant eventually. He's not going anywhere else. This is the end of the line. It might take him a while. Yeah, but because uh, it's because he's, one, he's stabbed in the stomach. I mean, I, yeah. I know a little bit about stabbing people in the stomach. They live a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, much longer than you want them to, I'll tell you that. Uh, I would um, imagine so. I mean, you'll throw sawdust and like salt in there, but no. still. Yeah, great. <laughs> it's good. good content. So uh, it says now that one of uh, whenever, when one of Joab's men stands next to Amasa, who is dying and wallowing around in his own guts and blood, and says, listen, if you're a fan of Joab and you're a fan of David, Let's follow Joab. Look at him. Look at his handiwork. And everyone's <laughs> this, like, this and guy just fucks, a, right? <laughs> and there's just like a half dead dude rolling around in like his own shit and blood and gore. Yeah, um, it's 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 the uh, it's the early Bible equivalent of like teabagging, and then you're like, yeah, I like that. Oh, shit. I thought this was gonna be his hype guy. <laughs> his hype like, guy. <laughs> you see like this has shit? An air horn, like, bow, bow, look at this. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> Funny shit. Uh, it's an ugly scene, though. Not it, not cool at all. So they dab on his uh, Amasa's wallowing body, more or less. And they're like, let's fucking roll. But people are like, it's right in the road. Joab, yeah. not one to clean his own mess up, just likes to leave shit literally everywhere. Um, so they just, so they just bail, and like, it's like causing a traffic jam. Like everyone's like, hey, did you see the four? Isn't that our general? And they're like, I-, I think so. They're like, he's on the ground dying. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> you didn't hear what that other guy just said? He said. You know, it's cool. He's like, okay. <laughs> and it's just causing kind of a, a, a log jam in the traffic, you know? Like, there's a lot of rubbernecking going on. It is exactly rubbernecking. You got a bunch of fucking looky-loos, right? <laughs> going down the interstate. It's 15 miles per hour under when there's no reason, right? The wreck's off to the side. You can walk. You right. drive around it. But, yeah, there it's... Apparently that problem is his oldest time because it was happening. Then yeah, they're just, they're just like, they're like, eh, that guy's dying. Like, should we help him? Like, no. Just so so finally they solve the problem. They realize that it's slowing everyone down because they want to look at the gore. So they pull him to the side of the road and threw a garment on top of him. So real yeah. respectful shit. Yeah. Um, and then everyone followed Joab and goes after Sheba. So just a little it's- side little side story for you guys. It's the New Orleans Hard Rock Cafe of covering up a uh, fucking body. <laughs> Wait, what? You don't know that story? You don't know that story? Oh. Oh, my God. There's well, uh, So what happened was is that a New Orleans Hard Rock Hotel was being built, and the construction site crumbled. There's some kind of a disaster, collapse, and it killed a bunch of people. That's sure. not the important part. The important part is that those people are still there. And this was in, uh, let's see, when was the fucking, yeah, so the collapse was in October, and as far as I'm aware, those bodies are still there, 
Uh, nice. And they were like, yeah, we can't really get into it. It's kind of like it, it, uh, two cranes collapse and cause all this damage. And we'd like to get them in there, but like it could still collapse even further, catching the people who are like rescuing the corpses. So let's just cover them with a tarp. And then every now and then like the tarp will fall down. People are like, hey, that's a fucking person's legs. They're like, ah. That's actually badass. So. I mean, honestly, if you were a, listen, if you were a construction worker. Wouldn't you kind of want to be buried in a construction site? Isn't that badass? Like <laughs> It's the like, fucking funeral for construction workers. <laughs> yeah, like the only fitting death for a sailor and burial for a sailor is at sea. So right. why can't we bury, uh, what's his name? Why can't we bury Jose Ponce Areola? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's his name. I'm reading yeah, it. This there. is actually really fucked up. He, that he died as he lived. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a real person. Anyway, so. Uh, yeah, that's, a, hey. That's fucked up. <laughs> that's actually really that, fucked up. That thing I just said is pretty I, I fucked up. How was Hard Rock right. doing that, though? That's insane. Okay. I don't know. It's funny. Continuing. Anyway, but yeah, so so essentially, just like the Hard Rock Cafe, there's just yeah, a body just, covered with a fucking tarp, and they're okay. like, problem solved. I, when you when you initially said Hard Rock Cafe, or Hard Rock Hotel, whatever this is, there was no way that I would have guessed it was going to be that close to the same scenario. <laughs> <laughs> This actually is yeah. the same thing. It's not even an analogy. It's a literal. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so they just, they're like, yep, there's been a catastrophe here. There's a fucking exposed body. Just cover with a tarp. Business as usual. Mardi Gras on the way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it tells us that Sheba passes through all the tribes of Israel on his way to Abel Beth Machah. Now, that is now the northernmost point in modern Israel. So I'm assuming it was pretty close to the top back then, too. So they go all the way to the very far north. Well, uh, the Sheba. Benjamites are a northern. They, 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 yeah. They're in the north. So but it it's important because they passed through all the tribes. So they made the journey up there, uh, Sheba going around, I'm assuming, just recruiting all the other tribes to war against David. I mean, he's a hustler. He's politicking, you know. Yeah. You can't just think you're going to win just because you went on, you know, Fox News and did your little shit. Um, yeah. You got to go to Detroit. You got to go. That's true. That's true. <laughs> got to get those votes. Uh, so here's what happens next. Um, all the troops with Joab came and they besiege that town, Abel Beth Mechah. All right. They build up a siege ramp. I don't know what that is, but I guess they're standing against it and they're just battering the shit out of the wall. A so siege picture some ram? ramp. You know what a siege ram is? Ramp with a P. So it's like a ramp up to the walls. Then oh, they cast it. up a siege mound against the city. I yeah. wonder. I maybe maybe there was like a trench around the city to prevent uh, siege instruments from affecting the wall. So they like I don't fucking know. Sure, that would have been good to look up. So somehow they build a, a bunch of siege instrument instrumentation, which probably looked really stupid back then. <laughs> right? This is like it, siege stuff was cool and like. The 1100s. Uh, I was thinking about like, the Lord of the Rings, where it's like a giant, like uh, boar's head with like a fire yeah. in its mouth. They're like, let's but that's slam based this on like it. medieval times. This is like yeah. two thousand years before that. It's probably just a bag full of rocks. Yeah, oats. <laughs> it's a bag of oats, and they're hoping that the horses on the other side will kick through the wall to get to the oats. <laughs> that's that's their siege uh, attack. I treat your horses good. Uh, okay. So, so so they're they're surrounding the city. They're sieging it, and uh, I mean, again, this, this kind of bullshit story where like the whole city's being sieged and then one lady is like hey 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 what are you guys fucking doing and just solves the whole situation 
basically. Because sure enough, a wise woman, which I think there's implication to that, right? That it's like a, uh, she's like some kind of a witch. I don't right? know. They you don't use just the have term smart women. Yeah, obviously. I don't <laughs> think they witches. have any. I think I think wise woman might just be satire. They're just like, Ooh, damn. They're like a wise woman, which is their way of saying a fucking conniving bitch. Yeah. So this wise woman goes to the uh, wall of the city and yells down. She says, "Hey, hey, tell Joab to come here." And I, uh, I, I love it. It's very like, like, ah, hey, what is this? It's it's like when you're like having a fight, and then like the guy's always like, "You, you boy, you come over here," and you're like, "Okay, what do you want?" You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of breaking up the boys. Like they're would, two. It's like Joab and Sheba are two brothers fighting, and she's the mom. And she shows yeah. up. She's like, "All right, all right, listen, listen, Joab, come here." Come here. You're breaking so, your mom's heart the way you guys fight. <laughs> so he steps out. He's like, yeah, I'm Joab. And she goes, all right, hear me out. They used to say, get your answer at Abel, which is the city they're talking about. And that, that would settle it. We're peaceful. We're faithful in Israel. We love this. We love Israel, right? We're pro. We're pro David. We don't give a fuck. This is a city that's a mother in Israel, she calls it. So it's a very, it's a very important city in Israel. Um, and... She's wondering, Joab, why are you going to swallow us up? Why are you fucking knocking down our city? We're good people just because there's something going on here. It's like he goes, the Brock Turner of cities, you know. Go ahead. Like, like, yeah, it's like, hey, come on. Don't don't hurt it too bad. All right. Okay. I mean, surely there's a way okay, we can okay, find okay, a okay, mediable okay. situation in all this. Okay. Okay. So give us, let us off easy. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, that's definitely a stretch. It's too think, important to hurt that badly. I don't think calling I don't think calling him the mother of Israel is accurate. Um anyways. Did you see that jo- fucker swim? <laughs> okay, good. Good, good, good. <laughs> so Joab says, No, 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 listen, I don't want to destroy your city. Listen, I I just want Sheba, Sheba's son of Bikri, the dude from the hill country, right? He lifted up his hand against the king, against David, your king. So hand him over, and I'll back up. I won't fucking knock down your walls. That's all I want is is Sheba. So sure enough, she says, yeah, I'll throw his head off the wall. Just give me a second. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you wanted? Well, shit. Uh, Yeah. All right. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Uh, again, this woman is the deal maker. Yeah. I I just, I mean, I'm just imagining, like, you wake up. It's 2 a.m. There's a guy just ramming his car into the side of your house. You're like, what is your problem? He's like, yeah, your dog shed on my lawn. And I want it dead. They're like, well, just ask. I'll <laughs> fucking get the f- cleaver. I'll give it to you. Just stop beating <laughs> up my fucking siding. <laughs> so she goes, gets all the people, tells them what's up. Yeah, they're like, oh, hell yeah. So they, uh, a few minutes later, Sheba's, son, Sheba's head comes flying over the wall. <laughs> yeah, pretty and, cool. And Joab's like, all right, guys. He blows his trumpet, meaning that they won, and they fucking kick rocks. That's fucking deal maker, yeah. <laughs> they're like, all right, let's go home. We got the head. So very anticlimactic for this great warrior enemy insurrection that was more dangerous than Absalom, who was an all-out open war with David, um, who actually took Jerusalem from David. But no, this this is the the existential threat for David for some reason. Yeah. But they, yeah, almost... they got his head. It's pretty stupid. Um, it just so, seems yeah. like all David does is deal with like, dumb insurrection shit. I, I, I haven't really seen a whole lot of leadership coming from David. No. And Joab made every single decision in this, including killing Amasa, the king's actual general. <laughs> hey, so you got to do, do what you got to do. Sure enough, just by 
pure coincidence, I guess. Joab is now in charge of all of Israel's army again. Wow. Wonder how he won yeah. his job back. Wonder if he gutted the guy that used to have it. <laughs> yeah, it seems weird that all these people who like David's like, oh yeah, Abner, thank God for you. We're we're a real team. And then Joab like stabs him. He's like, oh Joab, you oh, you shouldn't have done that. You're general in charge of my entire army. And then he's like, oh now Amasa, you're general in my entire army. And Joab kills him. He's like, oh oh Joab, you naughty boy. I guess you'll just you just keep disobeying me and killing all these people. I guess you just have to continue being general over my entire army. I mean, when when someone like that just has his enemies dying around him left and right, you got nothing to do but promote him on up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's failing upwards as per usual. I see him more as like Psycho, like American Psycho style, you know? Oh, where uh, Patrick Bateman style? Yeah. Where he's just like, (laughs) you just like, yeah. I picture Joe being like that. Yeah. (laughs) Like David's like, how did did the war go? Where's Amos? He's like, he's not there anymore. And they're like, oh. You want to get some food? I was picturing more like <laughs> killing prostitutes with a chainsaw and stuff. But yeah. <laughs> Just getting away with it? Yeah. He's like, do you like Huey Lewis in the news? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want, man. Um, so the rest of the chapter basically just recounts his new administration. I, I, I didn't go back and check to see if that changed from the last time like he described it, but I don't know. Who cares? Yeah. Um, it's basically the same. He's got his whole little squad back together his priest his secretary his his uh guy in charge of the slaves is a job Royal fluffer yeah did you see that at the dude named adoniram was in charge of forced labor <laughs> that's great <laughs> really wow, let's my, put that my, on my resume that's funny uh mine um mine says adoram was in charge of revenue so yeah. is it slave trade is that specifically like, like yeah he's like yes i'm the sex trafficker general great job pretty cool that's the end of chapter 20 so Sheba taken care of boom one chapter not a big deal not even a speed bump I would say yeah yeah so chapter 21 on we go Uh, David is still in charge and guess what there has been three successive years of famine because God loves David so much I guess Let's, let's find out why well, okay, so what my concordance and what, uh, I guess, other idiot people that read the Bible have to say about it is that uh, two years of famine, that shit happens. Three yeah. years of famine, I got to find out, I got to talk to God about this one. That's weird, you know? Yeah, two's no big deal. What, a million people die? Whatever. <laughs> and it was right? kind of a funny, it was kind of a funny consideration because essentially it was like, yeah, David obviously knew that um, famine's are like a natural thing. You know, you just, sometimes you just don't have rain. Uh, yeah. But at some point you're like, yes, technically this is probably all due to some kind of global warming situation, but we should ask God what to do. Yes. Exactly. And interestingly enough, the Lord did have a reason. So David, it says, goes and sought the face of the Lord, which I don't know if that means he actually tried to talk to God himself or if he used the priests it's very uh, inconsistent when it comes it just to just says things, he right? asked God what happened, so whatever. Yeah. So somehow he asked God what was going on, and the God says, "Yeah, duh. Don't you know why? This is because of Saul." <laughs> yeah. So David comes back. He's like, "Guys, I figured out what's wrong. The reason that none of our crops are growing. Remember Saul? <laughs> yeah. Does anyone I remember just, him? 
I just can't imagine being an Israelite right now. Like, your leader is just this, like, fucking piece of shit guy. He's got all these women. He's got all these children from different marriages. And every time something happens, he just blames his predecessor. <laughs> what a fucking uh, asshole. This is, if there's a reason that the coronavirus is spreading so quickly right now, it is definitely Obama's fault. I agree. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're like they're like, hey, we've had a famine for three years. I mean, hey, David, I'm wondering if it's like David's fault that he did something to piss off God, and David's like, no, 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 it's Saul's fault. You know that guy that was king like 20 yeah. fucking years ago? Like, yeah, like yeah. He's like, remember, remember when Saul drone striked Yemen? <laughs> this, <laughs> this is why we're having the coronavirus. This is so, why we're doing this, you know. Specifically, the reason that Saul is so bloodstained, because if you remember it, he wasn't really that bloodstained. He fought a lot of Philistines. It says the reason is that he put the Gibeonites to death. Now, this never happened in the this, Bible. It never happened in First Samuel. There's no reference no. at all. So so basically, David's like, hey, why are we having this famine? I got this angry group of people who are starving to death. I got to give them some excuse as to why all their suffering's happening. He's like, hey, you guys remember when Saul killed all those Gibeonites? And they're like, uh, no. And he's like, he did. I, uh, <laughs> they're all dead. Well, except for uh, the ones we're going to go talk to in a, a minute, lot of a lot of very saying. knowledgeable people. Uh, you know what they're saying? They're saying that he killed some Gibeonites. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's insane because we had to read about Saul getting angry enough just to toss a spear at David without hurting him, and we had to we had to read every single verse about how Saul was sad and mad and, oh, he did this and acted out in anger. But they didn't fucking mention that he put to death all of the Israelites' allies, which are just the Gibeonites, mind you. Like, these people are very important in the Bible. They're, they tricked Joshua into saving them. Remember that? The Gibeonites right. were the ones That's- that said, oh, we're a faraway country. Let's be allies. And they're like, joke's on you. We're your neighbors. You can't kill us now. We're allies. <laughs> yeah, fucking so- stupid cunt. And now we're supposed to believe that in all the craziness that we had to read about Saul, they didn't fucking mention that he put all of them to death. It's yeah, it's blowing my mind. And especially when so much of First Samuel is just being like, "Hey, here's all the reasons why Saul had to go." Yeah, and, and they his, still had to make up a new one. They couldn't fucking reference one of those reasons. Yeah, they I couldn't just bring up the fact that he left those people alive or something. I don't know. It, it you know, I don't know. It's fucking stupid but anyway um yeah he's like hey i heard it from god that he killed some gibeonites and they're like okay if that's what if that's what you say all right i mean he's like are you questioning god they're like no 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 no. i just yeah whatever so these were the gibeonites the bible then recaps for us they were uh a group of people that the israelites had sworn to spare but saul and his zeal for israel and judah which doesn't make sense, obviously not for Judah. He's a Benamite. But is, that in his zeal, he had tried to annihilate them, which, again, didn't happen. But David goes to the Gibeonites anyway, uh, the annihilated Gibeonites, who apparently are fine, and says, yeah. hey, guys, uh, listen, apparently this whole famine is because of what we did to you. Oopsie whoopsie. My predecessor killed all of you except for the ones of you that I'm talking to, I guess. Uh, so what can I do? What can I do to make up for it? I want God. I don't really give a fuck about you, but I want God to stop famining us, and so I'm going to need your help for that. Yeah, it's like whenever I, how do we it's make like some Ebenezer Scrooge shit, right? Like, oh, he <laughs> wants to stop seeing ghosts, so he's got to figure out uh, how to stop pissing yeah, off ghosts. Yeah. Can, can I give you some money? Will that make this go away? You know, exactly. it's like it's like when you're like uh, you're in China. 
and you hit this old woman with your truck and her husband just won't shut up about it oh my god you know yes all right i get like how much money can i give you to just make you fuck off right big fucking deal jeez (laughs) yes so get back in your place you trash they say uh listen we don't we have no right to demand anything we don't you know that's not about us and david says come on come on what what do you want and finally they're like all right so if you're gonna give us something i guess let's take seven of saul's male descendants and kill them yeah that'd be fun (laughs) that'll make things right right um yeah let's kill them and put their bodies on display to roast in the hot desert sun That'll be, be fun. fun for everybody. Um, my Bible concordance, and this is just this is just again the words of some other asshole who read the book as well. Uh, it, it it is infuriating the apologetic sort of the way they highlight. Yeah. Like you notice that David he doesn't he doesn't tell them what he's going to do. He asks them, "Hey guys, what can I do to make this right? What a decent, good king that he did that one thing." This is the equivalent of like Trump hugging the flag that one time. Like he couldn't have done that traitorous shit. Look at yeah, the way he yeah. fucking humps the flag. And this is um, this is the only time that we see him doing anything that could be seen as slightly humble like this is or whenever he's in or... direct peril. Well, no, yeah. God is God is uh, causing a famine, right? So you know, probably not as many su- sweetbreads and meats and delicious fruits on the table as usual. So Fair enough. Yeah. You know, his belt his belt's getting a little bit loose. This is not cool. I mean, um, David can't stop insurrections from happening every day. On a normal year where everyone's happy, I'd be real worried about some kind of fucking Arab Spring shit going on in the midst of a family. <laughs> um, You're about to get fucking Gaddafi, and, well, David. Think about the last time that, that this is the second time in recent years, I guess, that David went to God, that David cared about what God thought. Um, and the other time was whenever he got his uh, firstborn with Bathsheba killed. Remember? And then he, uh, he, yeah. he puts on the sackcloth and acts mournful. But as soon as the kid dies, he takes it off. He's like, what? I just wanted God to, you know, <laughs> feel bad for me or something. I like, I like the, um, the obvious pageantry and charade work when he thinks it's, it, it's just all self-serving bullshit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It is absolutely horseshit. But anyway, so the Gibeonites are like, yeah, yeah. We remember that murder that must've happened like 20, 30 years ago. Who knows? Uh, some absurd amount of time where they're like, well, let's kill a bunch of uh, Benjamites and make it happen. Again, I'm very suspicious of David. I, I fucking hate David. So you're yeah. in the midst of this famine. Um, you know, probably tensions are high. People are starving. And your throne is getting a little bit your, – your claim to it is getting shakier and shakier with every single day. So yes. you and the, need and a And remember scapegoat. that Saul has all these descendants that are still around that would be potential pretenders to the throne. Right. So yeah. what do you do? One, you find a scapegoat, and that scapegoat is, oh, yeah, it was Saul's fault. And let's use this as an excuse to kill a bunch of potential threats to the throne. Oh, absolutely. Just a purge, straight up and down. That's what this is. And uh, so obviously he's going to spare Mephibosheth because, uh, you know, him and da- uh, Jonathan fucked. I don't care what anyone says. They fucked. So They fucked. Yeah, they fucked. It might even be like their love child. Somehow. <laughs> I don't know. They're adopted. Hey. Who does? Brother, through God, all things are possible. Yeah. So, so, so write he, that down. He's obviously going to spare Mephibosheth, the legitimate, probably heir to the throne. Uh, but a couple eh, of Mephibosheth's brothers. He's, he's pretty crippled. He's pretty crippled yeah. to be an heir to the throne. He's going to leave Mephibosheth. 
So although he spared Mephibosheth, he did kill the other Mephibosheth and uh, his brother Armani, the sons of uh, uh, Rizpah. And then he also killed the five sons of um, Michael, his former wife. From sort the of. previous marriage, yeah. Yeah. So it's basically still all loosely descendants of Saul. Hands them over to the Gibe- Gibeonites. They kill them. And it says they expose their bodies on a hill before the Lord. So I think it's a bad thing to not be buried, like in their superstition. Yeah. Um, so uh, imagine especially insulting. being Michael, you know? Like, you were living with a guy for 10 years, you have five children with him, and obviously he loves you enough that he risked punishment chasing you around as you were taken for this new shithead king. Well, real quick, it wasn't Michael's kids, it was Merab's kids. And the five sons of Michael, the daughter of Saul, whom she brought up for Adriel, the son of Barzillai the Mahalat. Oh, I see. Some It says that some scripts say Merab and some say Michael, so no one knows. Oh, I'm taking Michael. I don't know. That sounds because right, it just fine. sounds like a David thing to this do. Is, it is way more depressing if we assume it's Michael. Michael, so, yeah. yeah. Like, where it's just like, hey, uh, like, like you've been locked away in this tower. He's like, I'm not going to fuck you anymore because you pissed me off. And you just locked away in the tower. And then, like... Like, 10 years down the road, there's a famine, and finally your husband, and you're like, hey, Michael, I know we had some rough history, but I just had to come see you. You're like, oh, yeah, what's up? I got to kill your kids. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. Yeah. So, yeah, he hands over all five of her sons, and, uh, yeah, to get all together, seven descendants of Saul, and they are killed. Now, this is interesting. It says they were put to death during the first days of the harvest, just as the barley harvest was beginning. So I feel like this was probably part of some sort of a pagan festival thing going on. It does seem obviously fucking pagan. They're like, okay, let's kill seven people right before the harvest. Yeah. Before a famine. During a famine, I mean. So, yeah, it's this is definitely the uh, scant remains of some sort of a human sacrifice thing i would imagine and and we should take special notice that hanging people is probably one of the worst ways to die according to the jews um in deuteronomy 21 23 it specifically states he who is hanged is accursed of god so it's it's the equivalent of being like oh we gotta put him to death how are we gonna do it have him raped by a pig to death like oh shit oh will pigs even do that i feel feel like they're too nice get them hard We'll have to look that up. Apparently, they have a, <laughs> a corkscrew penis. This later. Yeah, it'd be like getting fucked with a like a wine ball opener. That's a duck, not a pig. I think pigs have a corkscrew penis. No, they have a, they have a curly cute tail. Hold on. Let's call. Hey, call up our vet friend. All right, hold on. <laughs> let's let's pig get him live. Penis. Pig, pig dick. Search pig dick. Pig dick. I want to go that. Images. Boar penis Whoa, and you re- look at this one. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone should look at the first image result for googling pig dick. Oh, they are a little bit curly. Yeah, but not that curly. I feel like they don't. Oh no, that one's not. That one looks like a, that one looks like a little. Sorry, Potty, you got to stick around for. Look. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> it's normal. Okay, so no, 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 no. I'm looking at some pig dicks right now, and it is a fucking. It's curlier than a churro. Well, I know, I know people with that. That's just a deformity. Uh, Agree to disagree. I think. Okay. So, anyways, uh, don't let the pig get a hold of you. Uh, Also, we should know now that Rizpah, the daughter of Aya, the mother of the two boys that were killed takes sackcloth and spreads it out for herself on a rock i don't know what that means um 
And then it says, from the beginning of the harvest until the rain poured down from the heavens on the bodies, which is the end of the harvest season, I'm guessing, well, she did not let birds touch uh, any of the bodies. So she basically just stood guard as a mourning mother throughout the entire harvest season, um, making sure that animals didn't eat her two sons or what nephews, I guess, the other five were. It's a, it's a fucking brutal existence. So her children have been taken away as some sort of sacrifice for something Saul may or may not have even done. And Did she not do, but and she's yeah. helpless to fight this tyrant god king David from murdering her children and giving them away to essentially enemies. I mean, the Gideons are not Israelites. They're just sort no. of kept in some weird Guam-like territory limbo. Um, yeah, yeah. So she holds more like a vigil. A, more like a tribe, I would say, like a reservation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's all like know, they're not. They're in the middle. Yeah. It's more like uh, like an Apache. At least tribe. Guam. Like, we don't have like to deal them. With, yeah. Guam doesn't have to deal with our bullshit on a day to day basis, right? They're like way out there. Whereas, like, you know, like a Navajo tribe that yeah. fucking sucks. Right. Uh, but the point is, is that Rizpah has had her children taken from her, and she's yeah. essentially relegated to just be watching over their corpses to keep them from getting eaten by crows, which love corpse meat, by the way. Hell yeah. And she stays there until the late rains came, which signifies the end of the famine. So it kind of signifies that God has forgiven Israel. Yeah. Uh, So she watches over these corpses until God's like, all right, I'll give you some rain. I had my little game and now I'm satisfied. Yeah. So David gets this uh, information that she had done that, that she had been out guarding the corpses. And I guess it kind of moved him. Um, so he goes and takes the bone, Saul and Jonathan's bones, which were in Jabesh Gilead, which is like a Benjamite town. He sure. goes and takes those bones and brings them. Um, these, So you should note they were stolen from the public square where the Philistines had hung him up, hung the, both of them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they went back to Jabesh Gilead. Now David goes and gets them and brings the bones uh, and um, buries them including the exposed bones. So the, the seven that were killed by the Gibeonites and it takes them all and puts them in the tomb of Saul's father, Kish. So now they're all kind of back in their like ancestral tomb, which is cute. It's very, um, I hate, it. I hate, there was a, I was reading the concordance about this. How do you hate that part? That's kind of uh, nice. I'll tell you why. There is a certain tone that David kind of gets essentially from David, where it seems like everything David does is kind of justified. You know, oh, that I had to sacrifice a bunch of Benjamites to make the Gibeonites happy. That was God's judgment. And then when he's like, oh, I heard that you guys had a real sad weekend. Okay, well, let me bury your corpses. Well, that's God's mercy. So whether you're being cruel to people or whether you're being nice to people, it's all God's will and therefore is cool. You know? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just make it fit. To Yeah, just whatever narrative you want to use to treat people however the fuck you want to treat them. You're good to go, you know. This is like how I, whenever I do puzzles, I have a uh, a uh, razor with me, and okay. if the pieces don't fit, you just cut them. You just make them fit. fit. You're like, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm fit. the guy. There, there. It was, it was, um, it. My concordance, one of the website concordance I was talking about, some pastor talking about it, uh, trips over themselves to try to explain, like, well, if you recall from Genesis, uh, Jacob basically says that no one can judge God, and is there anyone that can judge his iniquities? So everything he does, obviously, by the fact that it's him doing it, is good. So yeah. 
The fact that it's God... Like a snake eating its own tail. Yeah, the fact that God created a famine, which probably people died for, to... Oh, hopefully. ...justify the fact that this thing we've never heard about happened to some Gibeonites 30 fucking years ago or whatever, and then use it as an excuse to kill a bunch of children. Uh, it's all good. It's all good, bro. Just understand. It's awesome. Who are we to judge? Yeah, it's awesome. Um... Okay, so, boom, all the land is back, everyone's happy, the bones are buried, you know, clean hands, clean hands. Yeah. David feels great again. So, Just your typical <laughs> Salem witch hunt harvest sacrifice. Exactly. Fun time. And now, bef- before uh, that chapter is even over, it says, once again, there's a battle between the Philistines and Israel. How are the Philistines still around, man? Honestly, at this point. <sighs> I don't know. Just I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, these big dicked Philistines. Yeah. So this is actually kind of a cool story. Now, we all remember Goliath, right? I think back in First Samuel, when David killed the giant and cut off his head and shit. Uh, you're shit. wondering, what's up with these giant people, right? The Philistines aren't all giant, but what's up with, like, is there more of them? Do they have more giants in reserve to fight? Well, let's get to the answer to that question. <laughs> so... Uh, David went down with his men to fight against the Philistines and became exhausted, right? He's an old man now, I guess, or just fat. He could just be fat and sassy. His now. hips ain't what they used to be. You know, yeah, they get, not, they've been just working overtime this whole time, and he's just like, oh. <laughs> So uh, it says that there's a dude named Ishbi Benab, one of the descendants of Rapha. Now, Rapha is basically Goliath's dad, or this, he's above somewhere in the gene pool above Goliath. And is spawning off all these giants, right? A real mythological type character. Um, he's got, all of his he's sons, got that big old dick. Giant sperm. Yeah, yeah giant cum. Um, so it says this guy, Ishbi Benab, one of these Rafa's descendants, has a bronze spear which weighed 300 shekels. Which, slow down, guys. It's only seven pounds. Fucking chill. Um, so he's Wasn't got a new Goliath's sword. thing weighed like 500 shekels? I don't remember. I'm going to look it up. I just want to see if this guy's bigger or smaller than Goliath. Based on uh, sword length. Yeah, well, Typical based on man. <laughs> uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Spanky guy. David and David. David, David and Goliath. Goliath. This is First Samuel 17. Uh, and I brought His 5,000 shekels was his armor. Uh, and his iron spearhead weighed 600 shekels, so oh, double. 15 pounds. Yeah. yeah. So. so his his so this is half the size of Goliath. So this is a minor giant, yeah. right? This is like a kind of tall guy. Goliath was Shaquille O'Neal. This is more like Kobe Bryant. Oh, okay. Still so, tall. Uh, He's a big guy. Still, yeah, yeah. For you. <laughs> um. So. so. So this guy's got his new sword, and he's in the battle, and he sees David, right? This is one of those scenes from the movie where the two, the main antagonist sees the main protagonist. It's, it's, very Gangs of New York, it's, I want to say. It's, uh, it's Way of the Dragon, Bruce Lee meeting Chuck Norris. No, it's Gangs of New York. Okay. Um, so they're having this brutal war, hand, you know, melee action, and the guy goes after David. But it says Abishai, who... It, we're still told is the son of Zeruiah, if we haven't read that a million times already, comes to David's rescue, and uh, he struck the Philistine down as he tried to kill David. So then kind of all the David's men are like, look, King, uh, great that you're here. Love the micromanagement for sure, but you can stay away from the battle. Let us handle the men's work. You know, like, you, you're you're not really what you used to be. You're not the David of old. 
Yeah, and David's like, okay, if that's what you guys say. Any excuse to be as far away from the battle as possible and just be a decadent, fat fucking king. Exactly. So over the course of time, there's another battle with the Philistines at Gob. Um, And at that time, a man named Sibekai the Hushite, whose name is only mentioned once in the entire Bible. You're never going to hear it again, I promise. So uh, Sibekai killed uh, Saf, another descendant of Rapha, so another giant. And then in another battle, Elchanan, son of Ha'ir, the Bethlehemite, killed uh, the brother of Goliath. Um, And then in another battle... Uh, at Gath, there was a huge man with six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot. A total of twenty-four digits, if you're keeping track. This is kind um, of a. Um, also dis- this is kind of a weird bit. Uh, when we first mentioned the Nephilim, uh, yeah. After sort of uh, around Noah's time, uh, the Nephilim were mentioned uh, around Noah, and then there was essentially prior to the whole Philistine thing. Every time a giant was mentioned, it was Nephilim. Yeah, and yeah. I mean this is unrelated, but um, like I've heard people like, oh Nephilim, they have six fingers and six toes. I'm like, I don't. That's not. That's not mentioned. This is sort of the first time we've ever mentioned this weird genetic, uh, fucking. Yeah, weird and it's shit. just one dude who's a freak. Yeah. So I, I don't think there's necessarily there, there there's a, a loose connection that people make that descendants from angels have twelve toes and twelve fingers because of the fact that the Philistine giants one has. This fucking just defect. one of the four. Yeah, so it doesn't really or make sense. Five, I, I, I don't even know if we're. It, it's hard to know because obviously there hasn't been much mention of giants for like 500 years officially, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know if the idea that Philistines are related to Nephilim is really fleshed out or if this is just. I think they're just good old fashioned mythological boys. enemies, yeah. right? So this guy with 24 digits gets killed by. Uh, he taunts Israel, it says, and Jonathan, David's brother, Jonathan. Uh, kills him. So these were the four descendants of of Rapha. These were well, all four David's. giants. Not that it matters, but that's David's nephew. Shimea is his brother. Jonathan. Is oh, Shimea's sorry. Son. Yep. Doesn't so matter, David's but. nephew kills him. Um, but yeah, so that was the four giants, and they're all dead now. And that's kind of the end of that story. Kind of a so weird. The Philistines yeah. don't have giants anymore. Kind of a weird little nightcap on the whole. The Gibeonite story. The Gibeonite weird shit. But yeah, yeah. Why was that together? The, the Philistines attack. Four giants show up, four giants go down. Wahoo. I don't, I don't know. All right. Well, I think that is chapter 21 wrapped up. And that's probably as far as we're going to get Continuing today. Continuing the story of David where everything is coming up Millhouse. Oh, yeah. So we got, what, just uh, three chapters left? We'll be able to wrap that up next next week. Yeah, that'll be a fun little nightcap to David's shitty-ass reign. Yeah. Excited about that. <sighs> Why doesn't... Especially it... since the next chapter is just a song. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I know we have our own suspicions to what David's deal is with Joab. But why... If David's really a man of God and a good king, what the fuck is the deal with Joab? Why does he let Joab... Run amok. Run amok. <laughs> if, he's, if, I... if, if, if he's the precursor to Christ, what is the relationship with Joab? What's that about? I mean, really, I think that he is a literary device used to keep David clean. I would like to assume, in my little, uh, you know, speculation, that these are all things David did, and that we created a sort of scapegoat type character who somehow still stays in the good graces, right? Right. So we have to keep him around because he's got to keep doing these things for us. Um, 
but it is absolutely batshit insane that they decided that was okay that that would be you know viewed as acceptable this deep state um, figure who just keeps interceding for david it just seems weird he, yeah no not not a great dude by any str- like joab is one of the most despicable characters we've met yet he's just casted as a sort of good general so it's really confusing um, a sort of good general who typically works through like machinations and deception and cutting people when they're down or tricking them into the last three people he's really really killed he either it was a guy caught in a tree so he's like oh yeah let's just stab this defenseless man or yeah. trick them into like putting their guard down so he could stab them or getting a city to do his job for him yeah no uh, like a woman all to of do it. it he hasn't had any epic fights um he has had assassinations and that's it that's it it he hasn't even killed yeah. a giant. Like, what is he doing with his time? No, he didn't kill a giant. All the other guys. Uh, Abishai did. Abishai's cool. But yeah. uh, Those sons his of brother. Zariah. Yeah, I don't like them. Yeah. Real, real uh, mafioso vibe. <laughs> yeah. brothers, I just don't. You know? I'm trying to imagine what, like, uh, reading the apologetic concordances are so infuriating. It's such like whenever David does something good, it's like this is just a sign of God's mercy. Whenever David does anything bad, it's oh well, this is God's judgment. And honestly, who can you know? You can't get in the way of that. Some people gotta uh, die for God. That's just how it is. And then there's Joab, where they're like, well, obviously David didn't want that. Joab's just a loose cannon who just keeps getting fifth and sixth chances. Yeah, no, he uh, he clearly is beloved by David. The fact that he, in the face of all the horrible things he did, uh, he still got to stick around. Um, David knows that he has a purpose, right? This Oliver North character, yeah. Absolutely. I hate him. (laughs) What else happened in this chapter? So we had the fake Gibeonite thing, right? The false flag that we're using as a reason for the the famine. (laughs) False Um, flag's a funny one, yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, I don't know, man. This is just kind of a dreary read. Not a lot going on. Uh, I don't... I don't really understand these stories. Like, uh, if we break it down, there was a rebel that he put down. Uh, There was a couple of generals having some infighting, which my Bible's like, oh, yes, well, obviously David kind of sowed the seeds for that by putting a mass over Joab. If you can't fire people for not doing their job and then put someone else in their place without it being like, yep, and now they're obviously going to kill themselves. Like, uh, all right. And then a famine where he sacrificed some people. I I just don't, I don't see someone aching to be close to God or trying to live a good life or even trying to lead Israel beyond just doing whatever he can to protect his seat of power. No, he's very reactive. Um, He's, he's not out doing preemptive things, right? He's just kind of responding and uh, letting a lot of people die in the wake of it all. Again, I, to say that this is the, the great hero of the Bible and not like Joseph blows my mind. Yeah. Right. It's a dumb I, book I for, uh, for dumb people. Um, yeah. Anything else? <laughs> what's, uh, what's, our, what's our email? All right. Well, if you don't already, follow us on Twitter, at Revelations. You can't right now, technically. Uh, we're still banned. I thought we were past our six-day suspension. I don't know what's going on, but... For now, as of this recording, we don't have a Twitter account. But once we do, that's at a revelation. You can send us an email anytime. They won't ban us from email. That's a revelationspodcast at gmail.com. Um, they haven't banned us yet. You know, if you want to send us something that you think will get our email banned, by all means. 
Uh, except for uh, child porn. No, don't, we're not saying that. I mean, <laughs> don't send us child porn. I don't. I don't know if we need to say that directly, but I'm going to. Yeah, do not do that. I mean, you'll get got too. Like that would yeah. be the stupid. And I feel like we could explain it away. Be like, listen to this episode. They were doing it. We told them not to. We specifically so we told them not to the, the, on the record. That's a pretty kamikaze attack, though. I don't know. If I... Yeah, yeah, that's gonna backfire. Don't do it. Man.